Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tuesday Night Jaw on the Distraction Pieces Network. I am speaking quietly for I am in a travel lodge at the moment. Uh, This is quite late, I apologise, it's a couple of days late, because I have been super mega busy, including being uh, in Glasgow to watch Raw on Monday night, which was most enjoyable. Uh, And I've been all over the place doing gigs and various other things and being a dad, so I apologise for the lateness of this. Um, it's, It's now... 20 to midnight on the Thursday, so I'm aware this is late, uh, but I'm going to put it up, and it's another one of those episodes where I give you some rules, and I make you uh, choose matches, so hopefully you're going to enjoy this like you enjoyed the SummerSlam one, Um, I'm going to tell you my 10 favourite Survivor Series matches of all time, now, I want you to do the same, tweet me a picture of it, write it on a note, Tweet me a picture of it and, and we can discuss it uh, at Jim Smallman, hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw. Um, but I'll get to the rules in a minute. Plugs first. Um, JimSmallman.com slash TNJ is where you can find all the links to how to recommend this particular podcast to anybody that you like uh, and all that jazz. Um, what I would say is my website got hacked quite badly and I'm going to rebuild it using Squarespace, probably using Pip's code. Um, I'm going to do all that sort of stuff, but so my website's a bit of a mess at the minute, but it's still jimsmorman.com slash tnj, also jimsmorman.com slash mygirls uh, for you to be able to download my stand-up special. Yay, do that if you can. Um, also, uh, it, this podcast's going well, genuinely going well, but it never hurts for more people to listen to it and get eyes on it, or ears on it, rather. So, please, um, if you haven't already... Go onto iTunes or wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts. And uh, if you want, if you feel like it, give us a five-star rating. That would be really nice. And even if you only listen to the occasional episode, it means a lot to us and it really helps us out if you subscribe. So do all that cool stuff. And obviously subscribe to the other Distraction Pieces Network podcast as well. Uh, Pip's actual Distraction Pieces podcast. Uh, And also say why to drugs and the Stop and Search podcast as well. Uh, Genuinely recommend all three of them. Uh, Subscribe to them all. Help the network out. Help all of us out. Uh, And, and, you know, just just spread the love. That's how it works. Right. Two rules. Um, You must choose your ten favourite matches from Survivor Series of all time. That's easy. This is where it gets harder. 
uh, and it's the same rules as SummerSlam, you can only choose one match per year. So you can't pick two matches from the 1998 Survivor Series, for example. You can't choose any wrestler more than once. This is the bit that makes it super, super, super difficult. Reason being, I could easily have picked ten matches uh, where five probably involve Shawn Michaels and five probably involve Bret Hart. You can only choose them once, which means, for example, I couldn't choose either of the two amazing multi-man Survivor Series elimination matches from uh, uh, from 1987 and 1988 that featured uh, 10 men on each side. They're both great. Couldn't use those because Bret Hart appeared in both of them and I kind of need to use Bret Hart for another choice. Uh, actually, one of my favourite matches of all time. So that's where it gets super, super complicated. Um, just looking down my list now, um, there is actually only one traditional Survivor Series match in it, which is unusual because Survivor Series was one of my favourite pay-per-views when I first started watching WWE. Uh, I remember it being the first WWE videos I borrowed off my friend Richard, who was the spoiled friend I've mentioned before, who had all the WWE videos. And I remember them being the first videos that I sort of borrowed. And it was great because you could watch loads and loads of wrestlers on one show and get to know new wrestlers that you perhaps wouldn't see all the time. Um, so that was a big, uh, a big part of, of my enjoyment. Uh, of Survivor Series as it as it were same reason I like the Royal Rumble you get to see 30 people you're not necessarily always going to get to see on a pay-per-view uh, and little surprises and things like that so to my list I'll tell you the year obviously you can watch all of these on the WWE Network do go back and watch them if you enjoy them at Jim Smallman on Twitter hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw let me know that you enjoyed something because you know I like hearing that you've enjoyed stuff some of these choices are going to be a bit weird because of my rules it means that Genuinely, some of the choices do have to be a bit odd. So, let's see what you think. Right, in at number 10 from Survivor Series 2010 um, is is Dolph Ziggler against Caval. Now, if you don't know who Caval was, um, Caval was briefly in WWE, uh, involved in NXT when it was more of a reality TV program, and is one of my favourite independent wrestlers of all time, Loki. Um, it's a rare appearance of Loki on a WWE pay-per-view, which is reason enough to watch this match. Um, as it stands, it's a great match, just to the point where uh, where Dolph Ziggler's really starting to sort of get himself uh, known and get himself noticed. Um, uh, and and Caval was, <laughs> let's be honest, uh, Loki. So I mean, if, if any for any other reason you you need to uh, enjoy it, that should be the reason that you take. Um, uh, I, I mean, this is the same Survivor Series that has got the the, the Nexus featured heavily through it, and uh, you, you, you know the Nexus storyline was great, but Dolph Ziggler. Uh, heel Dolph Ziggler with Vicky Guerrero uh, against Caval. It's only a 10 minute long match. It's for the Intercontinental title. Same show. Daniel Bryan, uh, who's United States champion, um, uh, wrestled Ted DiBiase Jr., which was also a really good match and also something I could have picked because um, Daniel Bryan does not feature in my top 10 um, purely because it's, it's a tricky list to put together. So that's my number 10 choice. Dolph Ziggler uh, against uh, Caval slash Loki Intercontinental title match from Survivor Series 2010. In at number nine, we go all the way back to 2004. 
Now, 2004 was a bit of a, a fallow period for me watching WWE. I love, clearly love WWE and have gone back and watched a lot of stuff. But there was a point mid noughties where I kind of got a job and was kind of busy doing other stuff. And that sometimes stopped me from watching the shows live at the time. This, because it was Survivor Series, was one I always, I always tried to catch. And it, it features, the match I'm going to talk to you about features one of my favourite wrestlers of all time. And I don't think he's a wrestler I've ever mentioned on the podcast before. But this is legit. This is a shoot. He's genuinely one of my favourite wrestlers of all time. Spike Dudley. I love him. I love Spike Dudley. I think he's great. I, I, maybe it's because I used to be an English teacher and Spike Dudley used to be an English teacher. We know this because we saw him in Beyond the Mat telling us that he used to be an English teacher. That is the best. Um, it's a fatal four-way match for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Again, it's only a 10-minute long match. Uh, Spike Dudley, uh, who I love and adored, was delighted to see him retain his Cruiserweight Championship against Billy Kidman, great, Chavo Guerrero, great, and Rey Mysterio, great. Back when Rey was still really, really good, you know, still having knee problems, wasn't quite at the peak of his sort of late 90s WCW era, but he was awesome. Um, and again, this is a good show with, with you know, it's got your traditional four and four Survivor Series matches. Um, shorter than normal. Um, sometimes you'll find, going back through Survivor Series archives, some of the Survivor Series matches, especially the, the, the big tag team 10 on 10 ones from 87, 88, um, and some of the more recent main event Survivor Series matches have been... 40, 45 minutes long, which in theory they should be if they're four on four or five on five. Um, this the, the four, this feature in 2004, uh, Team Guerrero, uh, which was Eddie Guerrero, uh, the big show, Rob Van Dam and John Cena, uh, against Team Angle, which was Kurt Angle, Carlito, Luther Reigns, and Mark Jindrak. Now, that's a four on four Survivor Series elimination match. You think, oh, that's gonna, it's gonna last a while. 12 minutes. 12 minutes. When we're not talking full-on divas division Survivor Series elimination matches, where you know people are people are getting pinned off transition moves, but that's still pretty short. Okay, that was number nine. Uh, number eight features more Dudleys. I mean, they're relatives, but I am allowed to use them. Um, obviously, the the Dudley boys and the Hardy boys storied feud that you know genuinely is worth going. You, it's worth you going back and watching anything from the early noughties involving the Dudley boys, the Hardys, and uh, Edge and Christian. What I really love is sometimes going back and enjoying the matches that people... Everyone remembers the, the, the TLC matches, and rightly so. Completely understandable. Totally get that. Um, one of my favourite pay-per-views of all time, uh, I think I mentioned this a few times, is Royal Rumble 2000, uh, which features an absolutely wonderful Hardy Boys, uh, Dudley Boys match. A tremendous match. Um, and, and, you know, the gimmick matches don't always need to be need to be great. Um, there's quite a lot of stake in this match. So it's the Dudley Boys, so Bubba Ray and Devon, representing the Alliance with Stacey Keebler. Um, and they beat the Hardy Boys, Matt and Jeff, obviously, um, uh, representing WWF. This is obviously during the whole alliance invasion, etc. The, the main event of this show was the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin turning on 
just <laughs> the the main event was always going to be Team WWF against the Alliance, and the Alliance had Steve Austin with them, who turned and joined, and and it, it just all got quite complicated. This is a forty-five minute long um, uh, elimination Survivor Series match, and it's fine. But for me, the highlight of the show was the fact they were unifying all the other titles. So, for example, the WCW United States title and the WWF Intercontinental Championships were unified because Edge beat Test. So that's fine. Um, But the Dudleys, who, even though they were meant to be Alliance, were always super popular because they were the fucking Dudleys, for God's sake. Um, They beat the Hardy Boys in a steel cage match. And it just added another dynamic to what was already a, a great feud. Um, I imagine if those guys had been around now, they'd be having some kind of hell in a cell with ladders on top of it on fire match. Um, but uh, it's not the case. Um, but it is. It's, it's, it's not a super long match. But you know when you just watch people and you think, I know you guys have wrestled each other a load of times before, but you've got the chemistry and I'm more than happy to watch this again. And I'm going to watch it again. And I'm going to be happy about it. So, yeah. Survivor Series 2001, um, right before that match, incidentally, is a William Regal versus Tajiri match, uh, which if you've ever seen William Regal do his live show, and I don't want to give too much away about this, um, you'll know how much he hates Tajiri, uh, IRL, as I believe the kids say. So um, I don't know how serious he is, but he's played some jokes on him, more jokes than he's, he's played on me. So that is saying something. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, any excuse to watch with Mr. Regal, because obviously he's a friend and I think he's an absolute legend. Um, but yeah, Survivor Series 2001, check out Dudley Boys uh, versus uh, the Hardys to unify the tag team championships. Right, so where were we? That is doo, 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 number eight on the list. Number seven on the list, another tag team match. Um, and... Probably a slightly more surprising one. And again, based on the limitations of who we can pick because of my rules. Again, you can't use two matches from the same show. You can't use the same wrestler twice, even if it's a different identity. Um, We're going all the way back to Survivor Series 1993. And if you're as old as me, you're probably thinking, oh yeah, yeah. Survivor Series 1993. What's he he going with here? I'll tell you what I'm going with here. I'm going with something that if you think about it now, is mind-blowing. I'm going with a title from another promotion being defended on a WWE pay-per-view. The Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team Championship. This came up when we were doing the SummerSlam one as well, didn't it? Um, obviously, working agreement between Vince McMahon and Jim Cornette, who owns Smoky Mountain Wrestling. So, the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, defending the titles... Uh, with the Heavenly Bodies, who uh, at the time um, were Jimmy Del Rey and Tom Pritchard. Um, It's just a really good old-school Southern wrestling tag match that I would just recommend you watch. I am a big mark. I love the Rock and Roll Express. Ricky Morton has an enormously important part place in wrestling you know you only have to see if you've done your job so well that a baby face in peril in a tag team match um is likened to being like ricky morton then you know if your name is used to describe something being done well in a match then you've done well with your career but the heavenly bodies particularly jimmy del rey i just just really got a soft spot for them and if you ever get a chance there's a lot of smoking mountain wrestling on the wwe network i'd say it's worth 
looking at some of that, some of some of the stuff they did was was genuinely mind blown at the time. Some of it was borderline dodgy as anything. You know how New Jack and Mustafa as the gangsters were uh, were portrayed there in a you know essentially I'm going to say it quite racist environment is genuinely it's nuts to go back and watch now. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of really cool Smoky Mountain stuff and you get to see people like Chris Candido and Brian Lee who did great jobs there. And then we used obviously an ECW and in WWE uh, as well. So, um, but yeah, that, that tag match, I'll be honest with you, there's not a lot of other good stuff in Survivor Series 1993. I, I mean, just to let you know what the main event, this is a 28 minute long main event. Lex Luger, The Undertaker, when he he, he wasn't, what we now all know and love. The Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott, who were, of course, wonderful, but this isn't Japan and they weren't necessarily the most motivated. Be Yokozuna, Crush, Ludwig Borger, and uh, Quebecer Jacques. Oh my god. I mean, I mean, it could be worse. I mean, before that was the four doinks. Um, which. The four doinks, which wasn't even including a doink. For the love of God. The Bushwhackers of Men on a Mission. In Bam Bam Bigelow, Bastion Booger and the Head Shrinkers. Poor heel team there. You, you look at something and go, what have we done to deserve this? Um, so yes, yeah, so the rest of 1993's uh, Survivor Series isn't necessarily the best, if we're being honest. Um, but does feature just a cracking... Nearly 15 minute long tag match for the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Championship halfway through. Okay, on to number six. Um, this might come across as a weird choice. Um, uh, it is the only uh, traditional five on five Survivor Series match in my top 10 list. Um, partly because picking them makes it difficult to pick other matches, and partly because there's just there's been so many really good singles matches and tag team matches and through the Survivor Series events through the years that you know it, I just would prefer to pick those this however is great and is something that made me um, aware of a tag team who weren't in WWE for particularly long and I know what you're thinking now what tag team could Smallman mean what does he mean uh, who does he mean who could it be um, was it Power and Glory featuring Paul Roma no no, it was not. Um, it was it, it was something that I think when I got back into wrestling made me realise that I needed to go and look at a lot of Japanese wrestling. So it's a five-on-five Survivor Series match featuring ten women. And if we're being honest, women's wrestling in 1987 was not at the peak that it's at now but it featured two women in particular on one side and another two on the other side who played certainly played their part in a, in, a, in a feud that lasted for a while who blew my mind and when I got back into wrestling uh, in the late 90s and I started tape trading and that with the reason I sought out as much Japanese women's wrestling as I did so it was a team of the jumping bomb angels who were doing mind Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Glowing stuff. Uh, so it's Suki Yamazaki and Naria Tateno. Um, they were tremendous, absolutely tremendous. Um, uh, so the Jumping Bomb Angels, the Fabulous Moolah, who you'll know, uh, Rockin' Robin and Velvet McIntyre, um, up against Sensational Sherry, who at the time was the WWF Women's Champion, the WWF Women's Tag Team Champions, the Glamour Girls, uh, who were very good in their own right, Lilani Kai and Judy Martin, and had a very good feud with the Jumping Bomb Angels, uh, Donna Christianello and Dawn Marie. Not that Dawn Marie, um, the one who was with Lance Storm and that. No, it's not not that one. Um, the Jumping Bomb Angels are unbelievable in this match, doing stuff that you are just not expecting to see. Likewise, Lilani Kai is doing stuff. I mean, she busts out an electric chair, drop during this match, which is nuts if you think about it. Um, but just loads of really, really cool stuff that was ahead of its time. You watch it now and you'll be like, okay, it's not Charlotte and Sasha Banks and Bailey and, and, and so on. But it is still, I assure you, genuinely really, really good. And if that's what it takes to have an introduction to the Jumping Bomb Angels, then you should have it and you know just to put it into perspective the main event of survivor series 1987 which is the first survivor series um was andre the giant one man gang king kong bundy butch reed and rick rude against hulk hogan paul orndorff don Morocco, ken patera and bam bam bigelow and that is a proper who's who but the match that really sticks out for me is that women's match and also the tag team uh uh, the tag team Survivor Series match, which is uh, ten tag teams, so, so just a you know twenty men around the ring, and it goes on. I'm going to look this up. That match is 37 minutes long, um, ah, very long, but very very good indeed. But honestly, the Survivor Series 1987 only has four matches on it. Go and watch it. Watch that women's match and go. Oh yeah, yeah. Before the Divas, there was women's wrestling, and it was good. So, you know, I I certainly approve and recommend that match. Okay. Number five. We go to 2007. Now, we're all aware that The Undertaker is great. The Undertaker has had fantastic matches uh, under difficult circumstances because the, the guy's getting old. But he's had fantastic matches uh, at WrestleManias for the last few years. Um, but there was a point... The Undertaker was was an attraction in the 1990s. He, he was an anomaly. And then, I think, personally, it was 
in the sort of mid 2000s he just was kind of sort of plodding along and I know he had his streak but he wasn't having five star matches all the time he just wasn't um in 2007 I think he he had uh, one of the first matches that really set him onto his absolute hot streak um uh, the, you know that sort of culminated with with the, the various matches he he was having with Shawn Michaels etc 2007 main event of Survivor Series um, is a Hell in a Cell match. It's for the World Heavyweight Championship, and it's the Undertaker, obviously, against Batista. I've never been the biggest fan of Batista. I, 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 um, do you know what? He's not a bad actor. He's really good at acting. He's good in that Bond film. Uh, he's good in Guardians of the Galaxy. But it's it, he's not my thing you, I think you probably know from listening to Tuesday Night Joe what sort of wrestlers I'm, I like and what sort of wrestling I'm into and Undertaker against Batista is not necessarily something that's going to float my boat um, I would say that this match is it is nuts you know there's there's lots of weapons and stuff in it there's loads of loads of loads of near falls um, there's some severe skullduggery involving Edge which is quite creative um, and it's it furthers a feud while still having a really really good match. And it it was I think it was the first point in a long time where I looked at, at both Batista was exciting when he first sort of broke in, and it's the first point I sort of looked on both and went, oh do you know what? I enjoy both of your work. I really really enjoyed this. It, it it's unusual for me to enjoy that kind of sports entertainment main event match as much as I did. But at the time I remember watching it and thinking this is great. I'm I wasn't expecting to be on my edge of the, on the edge of the seat for this, and I am on the edge of my seat, and this is to certainly be applauded. So, um, uh, yeah, I would uh, heartily recommend that. It's it's probably one of the lesser thought of Hell in a Cell matches because people always tend to think of Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, the first one, Undertaker, Mankind, and 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 so on and so forth, and obviously the more recent ones that are all stuck in our head because we've just seen them. But I go back and look that up. It's uh, it's a decent one. Number four on the list. Yep, it's Jim Smallman. There is obviously going to be a, a CM Punk match on here. And there is. Um, uh, CM Punk versus Alberto Del Rio when uh, CM Punk reclaimed his uh, his world title and then held it forever. Um, obviously, we'd have money in the bank earlier in the year in 2011. My favourite WWE match ever. Uh, CM Punk against John Cena in Chicago where everyone thought Cena was going to win including smart ass me and what actually happened was Punk won Punk buggered off and then between then and Survivor Series I mean he nearly lost it straight away to Alberto Del Rio on the night of Money in the Bank but outsmarted him but of course did lose his title um, and then had to re- reclaim it did reclaim it at Survivor Series in 2011 Um I know I've I've mentioned many a time how much I like CM Punk. He's he's one of my favourite wrestlers ever. Love him to bits. Um, I really like Alberto Del Rio. Genuinely, really, really like him. My business partner Glenn doesn't like him. I've never been able to figure out why. Um, but I just think he's he's smashing, absolutely smashing. This isn't the main event though of Survivor Series 2011. Can you remember what it is? See if it pops into your head. Because you'd think CM Punk, Alberto Dario, that should certainly be main event. That's huge. No, no, it was um, John Cena and The Rock. And at that point, you'd be like, yeah, I get that. Okay, I understand that. It's John Cena and The Rock. Um, beating The Miz and R-Truth, which is a bit of a weird one. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit of a weird It was actually quite good. But if you look at it now and go, 
Whoa. But I think I don't think you can you can look beyond CM Punk starting his 434-day run as WWE champion um, by beating Alberto Del Rio. Um, Two guys I really, really like, and two guys who meshed really, really well. Really, really well. Um, I think there's going to be people who who go, really? No, genuinely, really, really, really work really well together. And and a match I, I wouldn't mind seeing again. To be honest, if either of them fancy it, probably don't do it in a UFC cage, though. If we're honest, um, number three, uh, this is a cracking match. And, and when I started putting the list together, I was like, "Oh, I forgot that was at a Survivor Series because it had its own pay per view for a bit." Um, but is the 2002 Elimination Chamber match? Uh, Shawn Michaels versus Booker T, uh, Chris Jericho, Kane, Rob Van Dam, and Triple H. Um, you can see how difficult it is because you've got to get all these people in one match. There's six people who could feasibly all be in other matches. Um, it's it's weird. I'm not the elimination chamber has been used a bit, and I'm I'm not a massive fan of, of the structure, which is is bizarre when you consider that in this match it's absolutely tremendous. It is ridiculously good. Um, and I believe it was the first Elimination Chamber match, wasn't it? Um, and I suppose you may as well get the use out of it if you built the cage. You may as well. Um, but such a good match. Such a good match. Um, if you're not familiar with the Elimination Chamber match, it's six wrestlers, two start off, the other four are locked in pods, and eventually they get uh, they get revealed. Um, uh, this led to the, the Shawn Michaels-Triple H feud over the, the World Heavyweight Championship that just carried on and on and on and on and on and on and on, um, but was a good feud, as often feuds between two legitimate friends tend to be, bounce more ideas off of each other and so on and so forth. Um, but I remember, um, and I think I've said this before, when Shawn Michaels came back from injury uh, and had the amazing... Um, SummerSlam no disqualification match with Triple H the unsanctioned street fight thingamajig which is a wonderful match that was the point I started caring about him wasn't bothered about him in my teenage years I liked him when he was in the Rockers but the Rockers were just they were a mid-card tag team um, wasn't massively fussed about DX and stuff like that this was the point where I started caring about him and started noticing how good he was and in that case he's you know he's 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 in a match with some legitimately great wrestlers. You know, you can mock Kane now for what he, you know, possibly chose to wear on a BBC News programme, but Kane has always been a big star. Rob Van Dam has always been you know, one of my favourites. Chris Jericho is great. Booker T is great. Triple H is obviously one of the all-time greats. It, it, it's it's a tremendous match and a tremendous use of a new structure and getting that over. It's a 40 minute long match and do you know what? There'll be points when you're watching that match and you'll think, I know it's a 40 minute long match but you'll be watching it you don't look at a watch and it'll be over and you'll be like, but that was, fo- what? That was 40 minutes? Yes, it was 40 minutes. Um, I will also say that this is the same Survivor Series 2002 where the Big Show beat Brock Lesnar in four minutes for Brock Lesnar's title at a point that genuinely made me go, at my TV screen when I watched it live at the time I was really perturbed at that I was like what Um, but you know it's all a Paul Heyman thing and it worked okay so that was number three now you know that match is good that's a really good match 
So there's two matches ahead of it. What do you think they are? Before I say what they are, what do you think they are? Okay, number two. Now I mentioned it's difficult because we've clearly had our Shawn Michaels match now. Okay, so who am I going to pick um, for a Bret Hart match, which is my number two? It's Survivor Series 1996. It's Bret Hart against Steve Austin in Madison Square Garden. Um, it is a wonderful match with a wonderful finish. I know it's a recycled finish that was used in Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper uh, WrestleMania a few years before, but that's not the point. It, it's a brilliant match, and this is the point where I think everyone started realizing that Steve Austin was the real deal. This was it, it's, he's tremendous in this match. Of course, it's pre-neck injury. So it's him. It's post him winning King of the Ring and post the Austin three sixteen stuff, uh, and it's pre Bret Hart turning heel. But it's all the point where all the seeds are starting to be sown, and then obviously um, at WrestleMania the next year in nineteen ninety seven was the point where they had their double turn match in uh, Chicago, I believe. So it, 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 it's wonderful. It's just a wonderful match of two guys totally at the top of their game, two guys who respect each other, really want to work hard with each other, have that old school mentality and attitude towards wrestling and just go out and put on an absolute masterclass. I believe there's a Steve Austin podcast where he talks through he talks you through both this and their WrestleMania 13 match as well. Um, just sort of play by play, blow by blow, exactly what he was thinking at the time. Um, but it, go back and, and, and watch this and just realise how exciting it was at the time to see someone like Austin, who again didn't really have a gimmick, just a gimmick. His gimmick was that he was a, just a beer drinking, nasty, sweary Texan, and was good at what he did was good at brawling was good at wrestling and this is back when he you know pre-injury we didn't need to brawl quite so much he's a great wrestler in this match um, really at the peak of his powers so that's number two um, number one um, I'm going to be the first to admit this is not the best match of all time it, 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 you know, it's my favourite Survivor Series match but I know it's not a, a brilliant match but it's the culmination of, a, of my favourite Survivor Series. Um, and my favourite Survivor Series is one long story. So Survivor Series 1998 um, became a tournament to crown um, the WWE Champion. And so there was it was a one-night tournament and there was various matches and, and some people were, um, were given an easy route through and some people weren't. And... Um, the final match is The Rock, who is being cheered by everybody, and Mankind, who is people just treat as a lovable idiot because he's gone. All, he's decided to try and be all corporate, and he, he's decided to try and win the WWE title and win the love of Vince McMahon, and he's been given very much a, a, an easy enough route into the final. Um, and it's expected that he's going to win it and he's going to take the title back to the Man family and uh, you know The Rock who is, is on the cusp of, uh, of greatness and being cheered massively by everybody is, um, is, is, is not going to win the title he's going to get screwed out of it what actually happens is they play off the Montreal screw job from the year before you'll note I didn't choose that because um, 
even though it's actually quite a good match for the 12 minutes that it lasts. Um, I don't think you can choose it based on what happens. Um, but yeah, they play off that. Um, the Rock is actually revealed to have allied himself with Vince McMahon. We've had a, a tournament of twists and turns, and, and it's like a really, really tightly, it, it's like a really, really tightly wound, the, one of the best episodes of Raw you've ever seen. But on a pay-per-view scale, I think is the best way of putting Survivor Series 1998. It's, it, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderfully written and very attitude era. And it's you know, the wrestling purists will be like, yeah, but there's a lot of like there's Dwayne Gill on it. Yeah, but it made sense at the time. It was all it was all good. So um, the Rock wins the title. The Rock goes on to mega mega stardom as a heel. Uh, Mankind <coughs> goes on to. Um, his run, which culminates in him actually winning the WWE title um, a couple of months after it, um, which is one of my happiest periods as a, as a wrestling fan, I think. I remember being delighted when he eventually won the title, and this is the point that set it all up. But that whole show is all to set this up. Also features a really, really good Steve Austin Mankind match as well, um, during the same show, which I could easily have chosen. Um, but just that final match, just for how it defined two characters, it brought so much writing together. And at the time, genuinely bought me so much joy that would be my choice that's my favourite so what's yours tweet me at Jim Smallman take a little picture right on a notepad on your phone screenshot it send it to me uh, at Jim Smallman hashtag Tuesday Night Joe. don't forget the rules you can only choose one match per Survivor Series for each year and you can only use one wrestler each wrestler once I keep looking at my list and going I'm sure have I used anyone twice I really hope I haven't. But I want to know who you choose. Right? Hopefully next week, family life and work life and trying to get some sleep committing. Tuesday night, Joel will be back on Tuesday. There's a small chance it might be on Wednesday, but I'll try and make sure it's up on Tuesday. Uh, don't know what I've got planned yet. I know I have got a couple of pretty cool interviews lined up uh, over the next month or so, plus the Survivor Series Roundtable, which will be a week later than normal, uh, mainly because... Uh, I'm not about initially to record it. So we'll have a whole week to digest Survivor Series and the Raw and SmackDown fallout after it. Um, and then I will get together with Pip and a couple of very cool guests to do the Survivor Series roundtable the week after. Um, so yeah, let me know your choice. Your 10 favourite Survivor Series matches of all time. Following my rules. Very important. You must follow the rules. That is very important. Rules are important. Structure is important. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this little mini episode. I'm now going to make myself a cup of decaffeinated coffee um, and I'm going to try and get some sleep before another chaotic day tomorrow don't forget keep supporting the Distraction Pieces Network um, anything that you can do to recommend this recommend any of the Distraction Pieces Network podcasts raters and reviewers subscribe to us all that stuff is super helpful uh, my website is jimsporman.com my little wrestling company's website progresswrestling.com and demand-progress.com good Thanks for listening. Thank you for your patience this week as I've been gadding about all over the place. I look forward to seeing your top 10 selections ASAP. Thanks, guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 